This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday Warriors episode 29. Joining me as always is my co-host Liam. Liam, what do you think of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Wow, thank you for bringing that up completely out of the blue. Liam has insisted that this, this entire podcast is to be about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so yes. you know, I'll, I'll commit to his bit. I'm sick of Vikings, man. Well, they just did God of War. It looked like the opening of God of War. It's like, what are you doing? They did God of War, and they did the other Viking things... There's the, the the television show Vikings. Yes. How to Train Your Dragon series, all about Vikings. Yeah, the what do you call it? Horizon was like Viking cyber Vikings. Was it? It wasn't really. Yeah. Horizon was cyber dinosaurs, not Vikings. Yeah, but they were they were kind of Vikings. Like, they were dinosaurs. They were, basically, they were Vikings. Vikings. They were robot dinosaurs. dinosaurs. I know history. All right. I and in history, the other day, and I know about dinosaurs. Vikings fought dinosaurs. They probably did. Who, who could possibly say? Me. I'm There's a lot of Vikings it. in the Thor series. Yes. Anyway, move on from Vikings, huh? But you know what I was thinking? Is there ever more of a slam dunk than a first like generation Assassin's Creed game? Is there a is there a safer buy? Uh, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't played a, 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 more than an hour of an Assassin's Creed game since uh, the first one. Well, you're completely useless for this point. I played an hour of... Uh, what was the recent one? Odyssey? Mm-hmm. It was Origins Odyssey. So I played an hour of Odyssey. I, pl- I might have played about good. two hours of Black Flag. Black Flag was good. And after that, I haven't touched any of them because the first one actually wasn't particularly good and kind of a, a grind. And then I'm like, this series bad. I don't need to play anymore. The first three were pretty bad because they focused on the future stuff and no one gives a shit about the future stuff. <laughs> There's a weird divide in the Assassin's Creed fandom of like, there are people who are like, oh, the lore, the original stuff, they've gotten away from the roots and like the recent ones, which have been hard pivots toward like just traditional RPGs. And mm. a lot of people like those games and they're very big and very sprawling and they're too long for my tastes. Uh, like I, I'd prefer a nice 20 hour experience than a 90 hour experience, even if I, I, I admire the 90 hour experience. But yeah, there's, so there's a Meanwhile, divide. I want Creed. every game to have a 200-hour experience. You see, I don't get that. When I like people giving out about Animal Crossing, it's like I have nothing to do after a month. I've and deleted like, Animal Crossing. It took like two weeks for me to delete it. Just, just go play a different game. There are lots of games. Yeah. No game should have to have your attention for longer than a month. But I like that. I like being so involved in the world. But nothing, no, lots of games. I don't understand. I'll never understand it because I'm always the guy who's like, oh, on to the next thing because there's always the next thing and it's always good fun instead of like, just like, oh, this game you'll play for 800 hours. I'm you like, can do right. two things at once. You don't need to don't. just commit These to one game. want their, their worlds to be endless, which is both very difficult to achieve and a pretty unreasonable expectation. I don't want it from every game, but like... Uh, my Skyrims, I enjoy because I can just constantly play it and never stop my fallouts. And now my cyberpunks. This is what I, I want it. from video games. Play lots of games. 
Lots and of I'm right. Better than <laughs> few experiences, but yes, uh, it was a. I was like, oh, a cinematic trailer. Why don't they show gameplay? But then I realized it's like, wait a minute, they haven't shown gameplay for any next gen games yet, so mm. that's probably coming because they do have the official Xbox gameplay reveal is coming soon. Ooh. Which I assume they're they're, they're they're who does who has the Assassin's Creed marketing? I think it's Xbox, isn't it? I think normally, yeah. So yeah, so it'll probably R.I.P. E3. Appear. Yeah, Nintendo officially cancelled their well not officially, it was leaked yesterday that they've cancelled their June Direct, so there's mm. another one that bites the dust. Well, it uh what what's the WWE terminology? Extenuating circumstances? Yes, there are extraordinary extenuating circumstances that led to the wrestling shows where we watched this week. AW and nah, all AW That's Dynamite. why we're here, we're professionals. And Bring it back around. NXT both had their usual empty arena shows this week. Last week, AEW won by the narrowest of margins this week. We shall discuss All Elite Wrestling Dynamite first, which opened with Cody against Darby Allen, which had one of the worst finishes I've seen on television in a very long time. I thought it was neat. I hated this finish on a level that I don't normally hate finishes. I'm more mm. like, oh, that's dumb. Move on. Whereas it's like, this finish, if people didn't see it, Darby hits the coffin drop, lies on his own shoulders, Cody gets his shoulder up, Darby pins himself. I made him look a right fool. I'm just like, what does this do for anybody? Darby's an idiot who pinned himself. Cody's a guy who won a semi-final tournament match by complete fluke, by accident. So Cody well, is an I, illegitimate I... finalist. But Cody did nothing. He just got rolled he off his shoulder. He knew what he was doing. No, he they didn't. Put it over... He was like out. He was knocked out by a no. freaking coffin drop. And his shoulder happened to be off the mat. And Darby's an idiot who could not recognize one of the two no. things. That either his shoulders were down or Cody's shoulders weren't. I read it as Cody, like, used, like, he realized that Darby had fallen all the way down and he was just getting his shoulder up. I don't think they did a, a spectacular job of actually expressing that, but ah. I, that's what I got from it, was that Cody was like, ah, oh, he's down there, if I just lift my shoulder, I'll pin him and win. Nah, I think you're giving this too much credit. I think you're giving it not enough credit. <laughs> you see, like, but, like, there's there's a very easy finish there. Cody, just crucifix pin him. Like I, yeah. I, one, I'll always take issue with the we can't beat a guy because usually you can. There are very few instances in the history of wrestling where you flat out cannot beat a guy once you beat him in the right way. The problem is beating guys in ways that make them feel lesser than, ways that make them feel meaningless. And this is a way that made Darby Allen feel lesser than because he's an absolute clown. I imagine they didn't want to just have like him fighting and being to the edge but Cody managing to get the win because that would be too similar to the second match that they had mm -hmm. but eh, I, I don't really have that much of a problem with it <laughs> Well, they could have done I like think, a big I, I, I thought Darby looked like a where, bit of a dick, but that's about it. Yeah, they could have done a big 50-50 match where Darby like actually had was Cody's equal and lost, and they could have done the exact finish they did, except Cody actually grabs him with a pin, and the guy with the experience snatches a win from the inexperienced guy, and he loses nothing mm. there. The finish they did made Cody look like a jerk, and it made Darby look like a dope. Cody looked like a heel out of this like multiple times. Yeah, Cody, the big babyface ace. It was the tournament final with the most slipping a banana peel. There's like people are like, oh, slipping a banana peel wins. The, the this one is like the the pinnacle of slip on a banana peel wins. It's, just like, it's not even slip on a banana peel. It's like knock your head on the roof and knock yourself out <laughs> and fall on top of the guy you're supposed to be wrestling. That's basically the mm. finish. Oh, but the actual yeah. match, pretty good. 
I think it was be- their best of their three. Uh, I didn't love the first one because I did. I didn't think they nailed the story they were trying to tell. I remember liking the second one, but now that I think of it, I don't remember a lot about it. So mm. I, I I'd probably go the second one on instinct, but the, I'd probably the second one was the exact one. match you just laid out. Fifty mm. fifty, Darby fights back. Cody wins because he's the veteran and is smarter. So yeah, so I probably like that match more because I, I, the first one I didn't think they get to it. They got there with the story they told. I don't think Cody gave Darby enough, but obviously Darby got over from it, so it was somewhat effective. I can't say it was utterly ineffective. When we had the cool Darby opening segment, mm-hmm. where it was like um, Cody, blah, blah, blah. that's that's my Darby impression now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed like Fighter Fest. I got so bummed out. <laughs> It's just seeing like, people. Look at all of those people for like a C-tier show that they did. I was watching a 2013 episode of Impact yesterday. It was in the Sears Center. It was like an Austin Aries Sting main event. It's like four and a half thousand people going nuts. And I'm like, I miss wrestling. <laughs> I just well, we, miss we were wrestling. having that exact moment when we were watching Anita and Funk. <laughs> yes, and that crowd going batshit crazy for Anita making his entrance. Just like absolutely nuts on a level that you just don't see in wrestling these days. But even particularly in wrestling at the moment. Because there's nobody there. Uh, like after we did that, I went and watched a a really great like thirty eight minute Onita career res- retrospective <laughs> video on YouTube, and like I think he might be my favorite wrestler ever now. <laughs> was it just a, a compilation of him coming out to wild things? Um, there was no there was no use of wild things in the actual uh, video, which I found interesting, mm-hmm. but like it it really opened my mind to like how many like major stars he got to do explosion matches with and yeah he got tenryu he got ricky choju he got um obviously he got um why am i blanking right now uh akibono like four times the door <laughs> he like got funk he got he got hayabusa he got tenryu yeah, i already said tenryu but he got tenryu to do it twice once in a cage that man could convince anyone to do the explosion. He got great Sasuke. Well, the thing is, he was, like, the biggest star in Japan. So, like, everyone knows if they do a program with Onita, it raises their profile. Even if they're, like, even if they're like, oh, I'm a pure wrestler who doesn't do those explosion matches. It's like, this guy will make me seem like a bigger star if I wrestle him. I should wrestle him. Also, I'm probably going to make a shit ton of money. Also, the money. The money does help. Oh, uh, yeah. Amuda was another one who did, like, a couple of explosion matches with him. Um, I just want to shout out uh, Brett FMW. That was the guy who made the video. I would also like to clarify by explosion matches, you do not mean the Impact Wrestling television show explosion. Rather, matches where things blow up. Actually, I did. Oh, my God. Do we have that in the archive? <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of Onita matches in the archive. Whoa! <laughs> Come on, Gary. Get digging. Uh, Cody defeated Darby Allen in a, a good match with a terrible finish to advance to the TNT uh, title tournament finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to make a point, but I don't think it's actually relevant. <laughs> well, that's all the better. Uh, bad finish. Uh, I was going to say, like, it it's, was weird that, like, that once again, they had the Darby match be the opener and the Dustin match be the main event. I'll defend it this week because I thought the Dustin main event was very good. It made a lot less sense last week in which there was yeah. a, a really mediocre main event and a very good opener. Yeah. I did enjoy, th- there was a spot in this match where um, C- C- Cody charged at Darby, Darby sidestepped him and Cody ran into Brandy and Jericho's like, Cody did that on purpose. He saw her there. <laughs> he then claimed that Brandy was bringing him acid. <laughs> <laughs> One can only assume to throw in the eyes of Darby as opposed to drugs. Yeah, but then he drank it, so 
kind of, but like Cody was, but um, Jericho was still like, well, like, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, he's gonna no. spit the acid in the eyes of Darby, Great Muda style. Come on. Mm. I also enjoyed Jericho's love hate feud with Aubrey, where he's she's like, she has authority, but I still hate her. She's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but like then, like canonically, Jericho like picked her for all of his title matches. Mm. That was like a like an actual thing set on TV. <laughs> So yeah, Jericho. Jericho, his love. He's his love of Aubrey Edwards. He he he, he just likes the four. He likes messing with her, doesn't he? <laughs> this will they, won't they? <laughs> this is the long term relationship story of AEW. Yeah. We got a second Scorpio Sky feature. All very solid stuff. I thought that this, last week's was more interesting, but still. <laughs> I have a question for you. Fire I away. Thought of it off the top of my head. Didn't prepare this. You've seen these Scorpio uh, Sky packages. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to receive one in the upcoming weeks? Who do I think? I'd like... Oh, he's a heel, so that might not work. I was thinking Santana. Can I guess who you are going to say? I was going to say Santana. It was definitely yeah. who you were going to pick. Because I think he'd, he'd like, dive deep into that man, and there's a lot to find. But he's a heel, so maybe maybe not right now. Yeah. Okay, how about then a face who... Trent. <laughs> just all three of them together? No, just Trent. <laughs> But it's like it's so weird. It's like a weirdo satire of the Scorpio Sky video, where you're just uh, yeah, kind of. Then, then I joined up with Chucky and, and Orange, and they were the two biggest stars. But <laughs> you you try to get behind the brain of Trent, and it's just infuriating blank. and brilliant. It's just blank, <laughs> <laughs> like a serial killer. Uh, we got MJF who has another promo this week. He'll be back next week, but yeah. I, I did enjoy his. I, I enjoyed his. Um, uh, I, I I want nothing more than to go there and wrestle in front of six or seven of my peers. <laughs> I, I was a big fan of. I really want to get on a German fested airplane. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, did you notice that on his mantle he had a picture of himself? Uh, I did not, but uh, I admire that kind of uh, narcissistic tendencies. And it was like an 8 by 10 It wasn't like an actual photo. <laughs> it's just like, look at me. It's a professional photo of me. Do you think that was his house for real? Uh, I'm not, Probably. I doubt he goes. Uh, he shouldn't be going somewhere to film these. So. Well, it was technically it was meant to be uh, Max's rat's estate. That's but, true. But um, because the reason I thought that was like, it seems very, this is the furniture that came with the house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I was like, I don't know, I think this might have been that uh, TK money coming in. Or he broke into somebody, somebody's like selling their house, and he, or, or it's a show <laughs> house, and he just broke in for a few minutes. And put his 8x10 there. Naturally. Uh, so yeah, he'll be back next week. Uh, Garrett, are you aware that this is war? Yes. Wardlow destroyed this another nerd. This war. time, Musa. Uh, Lee Johnson, much better jobber than Musa. Yeah, but he took that knee. Well, yes, he just pulls you into his knee. It's not very difficult to take. Dude, Wardlow's the coolest. <laughs> Again, I will caution the Wardlow nah. hype. In Fuck very you, specific roles, he Big is useful. War dog fan. This is war. Let's not go crazy. I want Ward- Wardlow to win every belt all by himself. And... I legitimately do think instead of putting MJF in the world title uh, thing, they should do a tag team with him and Wardlow when he comes back. No, they should. Uh, the MJ- Wardlow is the Batista to MJF's Triple H. Ah. So event- Wardlow's the real star of what's happening here, but MJF's the star to make him. Is. Whoa. 
<laughs> Wardlow on a squash. He he kills people. It's quite fun. Um, what, if, what about his theme, Garrett? Thoughts of his theme? I, I don't remember it. It goes, this is war. I, I got that via context because you said it about four, five times. <laughs> I think it was five. And I stand by it. It's a banger. Oh, dear. What, you know what? <laughs> you know what the matter of the fact is? What is the matter of the fact? Where is Mel? That's a very good question. We got Luther on this show, but no Mel. I demand. I demand that Mel be on the next two shows. Or double or Mel thing. But, but they did the Manitoba Melee, and it could have been the Manitoba Melee. <gasps> Complete missed I think opportunity. I hate Chris Jericho now. Yeah, he's cutting out Mel out of these natural viral opportunities. Hashtag where's Mel? Who needs Lou Ferrigno? Who needs the Incredible Hulk when you could have Mel? Mel would have played that role better. Uh, she definitely would have. They should make a Hulk thing around Mel. Which? Alright. <laughs> Which Marvel superhero should Mel play? Uh, she should be the new Iron Man. Iron Mel. <gasps> I, I am Iron Mel. Oh, yeah. Whoa. That's there we go. Robert Downey Jr. out, Mel in. Save us, Mel. Mel wouldn't have died at the end of Endgame. She would have survived. Yeah. She would have been the one who does like the final click. And then she just sort of stood there as like, it's nothing to me. I'm Mel. (laughs) Just Scarlet Witch going up to you took everything away from me and Mel just going, I don't even know who you are. Oh, Mel is the greatest force in the universe. Sorry, uh, no, the AW Galaxy, not the universe. Yes, what's the statute of limitations on spoilers on Endgame? Eh, it's over. Um, one thing, actually. When Cody was announced as the winner, they announced him as Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he just Cody Rhodes now? Well, WWE recently disputed that trademark, so um, probably not yet. Well, it's no one told the ring announcer lady... <laughs> I did. I always enjoyed whenever MJF addressed them, he called him Cody Rhodes, as opposed to just Cody. Well, but so does Jim Ross, but I'm not sure that's intentional. That's just Jim Ross being ornery. <laughs> yes, we had the this Manitoba Melee. War. <laughs> We've, we're done with Wardlow. <laughs> we are never done with Wardlow. He should be in all of the segments. I love Wardlow, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he's in, just cool. He's just very like, cool pro wrestler, man. Specific environments. He is an effective pro wrestler. Give me Kenny versus Wardlow. Fifteen minutes. Kenny could carry Wardlow. That is one whoa, of the very whoa, specific whoa, whoa, environments. Whoa, whoa. Wardlow could carry Kenny. Wow, Liam abandoning his favorite wrestler ever for Wardlow. <laughs> Anita. <laughs> What if Kenny wrestled Onita? Alright. My top three all time. Wardlow, Kenny Omega, Atsushi Onita. In a triple threat explosion match. <laughs> Someone give me money. The Bubbly I'll Bunch were back with the Manitoba Melee, which had a bunch of guest star cameos from Kevin Smith, Vicky Guerrero, uh, Chris, Chris Jericho's dad. What's his name? He played for the uh, 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 Irvine. Uh, so Irvine. <laughs> that's the surname. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know hockey. They had um, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. They did. They had Jay and Silent Bob. The, the returns of the likes of Sunny Kiss, Luther. 
the big stars I, I came liked, back for I, this. I liked the Luther reference, but he wasn't in full gimmick. He was also just standing out in his front lawn, which is just like, yeah. cool. He could have, like, I don't know, like, smashed a light, light tube on his head or something. Yeah. Do something you know what I was thinking about today? Go on. While watching this show, all of the, like, feuds that had started and had to end. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Luther and Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. Best friends and the Death Triangle. Death Triangle just disappearing off the face of the earth. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just very weird, and I miss them. Uh, Mel. The, the, Mel, the, the, the women's champion has just been gone. She's not, like, they mm. don't even mention Nyla Rose. She's just gone. I think, I mean, I think they just understand that, like, but you could give Nyla some sort of promo package or something, surely. I've received even a direct like, message, oh, Liam. It's a very important oh. direct message. It's from Ken Kidney, who can clearly hear me recording this podcast as I speak. Who has let me know Chris Jericho's father's name is Ted Irvine. <laughs> Can you go ask Ted what his thoughts on Wardlow are? Uh, no. Then Just DM. DM. I'm, I'm wired in by that. I mean, I have earphones, so I yeah. can't. I'd make <laughs> DM him right now him. and ask for his Wardlow opinion. All right. I'll be like, Can you go on to the next segment? If we had the bubbly bunch, talk about the tag match. Ah, of course, we're going to go on to the no-DQ match with the best friends versus Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc, mm-hmm. a match that had been built up over the last two weeks in this vicious feud. I was very excited heading into this match, as I mentioned last week, because Chuck Taylor is a tremendous plunder wrestler, and I think the last five minutes or so of this match really put that uh, to the forefront. Chuck should definitely be used in these plunder matches more often. He should join the AEW Dark Deathmatch division that is building. Uh-huh. Um, Orange is apparently the greatest manager of all time. Tony Schiavone said so, it's true. Jericho really didn't like that. No. Um, Kip needs to stop doing the PK. and <laughs> doesn't come across very well. Kip has needs to stop doing a lot of things, but yes. Um, what else? Uh, Trent kind of just disappeared towards the end of the match. You gotta, um, you gotta get truck over. It's his, it's his gimmick. Trent, get out of the way. Chuck hit the awful waffle from the corner and it looked like death and that mm. ruled. And that is my opinions on this match. You never said whether it was good or not. <laughs> oh, it was good. I liked it. I thought this match was great. In the, the era of like these annoying ass, really long, boring, empty arena brawls where we, mm. we've had the, Chuck these, some weapons in there. <laughs> yeah, we, we've had these boring ass mocks against Hager matches and Edge against Orton matches and Gargano against Champa matches. This is just dumbass plunder and it's so much more fun. Mm. Stop you know, trying to be like... pretentious. Stop trying to be artistically valid <laughs> and just do some pile drivers off ch- onto chairs. Yeah. I thought it was super interesting that um, Chuck, uh, like this match happened before the blow off to the death triangle that was going to be a big plunder match. <laughs> mm. You got to well, at least now they've established best friends as as important plunder wrestlers. Maybe they that'll be their shtick in the AEW tag division. They'll be the plunder guys. Mm, and this was also the most interesting. I think Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc have been in a while. Oh, they! I think they're actually really good together. Yeah, or at least like, in keep this them as a tag team permanently. Yeah, I, I did. A, um, for some reason, they tagged in and out a few times. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a no DQ just, match. Just fight. Just fight. Um, well, I had something I wanted to say about Chuck. Now I've forgotten it. He's a good wrestler. Yes, he is a good wrestler. Oh, yeah. Um, I hope because, like, best friends are starting to rack up some wins that we do get a Hangman Omega best friends title match eventually. 
because I, I did see the the best friends record, which I don't remember what it is now, but I, it, it it popped into my brain. It's like, oh, they're on a bit of a streak at the moment, aren't they? They won three of their last four, I think it was. There you go. So yeah, best friend, and including this one, that might make it four to five. Maybe that that'll be the double or nothing tag title match, because it's not a real show. And it's not a huge match to give away. What's the double or nothing world title match? Uh we'll find out next week. Because <laughs> like Jericho, one would assume is Matt Hardy. Kenny's probably yeah. a tag title match. Why do you do it, Mox? Mox, well, because you don't want to blow away like Park or something yet. Yeah, Sean Spears. They're building up Sean Spears for it. All right, Garrett. Oh, listen. I'm worried. What about John Moxley defending the AEW title against the War Dog, Mister Mayhem? This is war. There are Wardlow. very specific limited roles. In which Wardlow You're saying that Mox that's couldn't have like a good ten minute plunder match with Wardlow? He probably shouldn't though, I think that's the other thing. Yeah, I think he definitely should. Uh oh god. Oh god, okay. Ken has gotten back to me. Wait, before that. Okay. John Moxley versus Atsushio Nida exploding the ring death match. That would work too. Could do MJF. Um oh. Ken Ken wrote a paragraph. I'm gonna cool. read it. <laughs> <clears throat> to borrow a phrase from J.R., I think he has a big upside and he has the ability to be a breakout star out of this MJF relationship. He's very impressive in squashes. I like some of his innovative power moves he did this week. However, I worry nope. that they <laughs> will make the same mistake that they have with countless other prospects and go too far too soon. They need to follow a Goldberg-like template with them. Not so much in terms of a win streak, but match length and structure. He'll never be able to carry a 30-minute main event. Those are Ken's thoughts on the War Dog. I, th- I think this show would be better if it was just you and Ken. <laughs> uh, we actually, we're, we're launching a Disney podcast this week, which is Ooh. Ken, which is me and Ken reviewing each of the Disney animated features one by one. See, and that was planned. Life. That was a so. planned bit that I just did there so you could get the plug in. Thank you. That, that, that episode will debut... This Monday, so follow me on Twitter. You can I'll, I'll post a link to it on Monday. Definitely not my own insecurities coming out. Liam, I love you as part of this show. Yeah, I'm sure the listener, all you listeners out there in listener land, go to the Discord and tell you Liam how much you enjoy him no, as part of this show. Don't. Do it now. I, now I won't believe any of it. I won't think it's genuine. It See, doesn't this matter. Is the, this is the human psyche. It can never win. Ah uh, yes, this best friends against Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc match ruled. Great match. <laughs> we gotta move on. <laughs> <laughs> this is war but yes also go give Liam moral support Liam deserves it I uh, don't do this <laughs> Britt Baker was in his her dentist practice uh, dent, dental practice there we go I nearly said dentist practicalry those neither of those are words rebel yes we had rebel we had representation from both the menagerie and the dollhouse both of which is rebel <laughs> still <laughs> both of them. okay Garen, I need you to pick right now uh-huh. all time great stables both but which one did you prefer, the Dollhouse or the Menagerie? And oh, it better it's, be it's, the Dollhouse. It's easily the Dollhouse. One, they have a good theme song. Two, Mia Yim is very good. Three, Taryn Terrell, surprisingly good wrestler. And four, the Menagerie are one of the worst things in the history of wrestling. God, they're crazy. Crazy Steve. Which I, I, I had to post that first match of the Impact Twitter. Well, I didn't have to, I chose to. Post that, that first <laughs> match of the Impact. Yeah, don't, don't, there's no one forcing you to post Menagerie content. <laughs> there is not. There's not a single person on earth who's being like, we got to get the Menagerie content out there. But yes, I, I posted their first match of the Impact Twitter a couple of weeks ago, last week, whenever Crazy Steve returned, which was last week. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is the worst, because it was Nux against Kazarian, 
in one yeah. of his last matches. He wrestled Crazy Steve the next week. But it's yeah, it's just the music and the entrance and the obnoxiousness of it all. It's, it's the worst. I hate the Menagerie. The Menagerie were the worst. I actually, I thought the gimmick was fine. I actually, I liked the entrance because like it came across as like an actual traveling show. Do 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 Go on. That it? Those are your thoughts? You yeah, yeah, that's it. I gave him the credit that I was going to give him. Brit. Uh, um, huh? She buried the hell out of poor Tony. She called him fat. She called him a snaggletooth. Even <laughs> though she had tons laugh. of pictures of him on the wall. <laughs> this really made me laugh, man. Brit was like such a perfect bitch. <laughs> See, so I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that they absolutely 100% have to reveal that Britt Baker is not actually a dentist. <laughs> she forged her way in. Because let's be real. I saw nothing in the dentist pack. Uh, well, sorry, neither of us can pronounce these words now. No, I, I saw nothing in her place of business <laughs> that would actually make me think she was a real dentist. It seemed yeah. like a perfect set. They have to. They have to reveal that it's a scam. You know, she had to do something to make herself more interesting. She's actually a fraud. There's nothing yes. there, and people are like, "Oh, she's actually a dentist." I know, but the character Rick Baker doesn't actually have to be a dentist, and it's yeah, much like, funnier if she's not. Yeah, I think that's where we go with this. Oh, fake dentist. Now you have to bring someone up who is a real dentist who isn't a real dentist in real life to feud with her. Just wait for uh, Isaac Yankum DDS <laughs> when that big Kane contract runs out. Yeah, that's the big feud: Kane against Britt Baker. <laughs> I'd pay big money. Mayor Glenn against Britt Baker. Yes. Uh, we had another Sean Spears squash. It followed the exact same formula as the last one, where he didn't take him seriously and took him seriously and won. And then he had like. PTSD eyes while he did the sharpshooter. He just stared into the distance. Indeed, he's very angry. It's clearly going to be Sean Spears against Mo. It's funny, like they're like, "Oh, Sean Spears is on a roll," even though he literally just lost the coating. Yeah, but they like to do the one four matches of his last five thing. I guess. Even it's though like two of them were the they, 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 they talk all about quality of wins, Liam. Mm, these were good. These last two wins were quality wins. He did. Can't deny that. Actually, I don't think I'd mind a Sean Spears Mox match, but like, no one's going to pay for that. Especially $50 in an empty arena pay-per-view. Mm. Is, how, how much is it for like fight people? Uh, I, I have no idea. I think it's usually like 20-something. Yeah. That's a, is... that's enough for a Mox Spears main event. More in line, well, I'd never pay $50 for a pay-per-view in the year, the year of our Lord 2020, but bless mm-hmm. anybody who does. It blesses the 100,000 people or so that will. Mm. Uh, they did a video package of Marco Stunt which most the, the, the thing that uh, most stood out to me from it was just the highlights of Lance Archer yeah. killing him murder legitimately that match is probably I'm going to put that in the like number 10 vanity slot in my match of the year list like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting I'm going to say it right now especially because we have barely any wrestling this year uh, mm. Marco Stunt versus Lance Archer will be on my match of the year list made me feel deeply uncomfortable uh, speaking of deeply uncomfortable, Brody Lee then squashed Marco Stunt. Not as good as the other one, but still a solid squash. I thought it was still pretty good, though. Yeah, Marco is so perfect. He's so perfect. Like, nobody could do this role as well as Marco. He makes these people look like absolute monsters. And like, It helps he's... that he's facing absolute monsters. It does. And he doesn't have to work He hard, needs so to it... face Wardlow. Oh, yes. that's the, that, that might bump the Archer match off my match of the year list. Wardlow Marco Stunt might be a better squash than Archer Marco Stunt. We will find out because he does the TK. He does the F ten, but it's the F twenty, and he flies out of the ring and then out of the. 
He just leaves. <laughs> oh, I need that now. I just wanted to put over how crisp Brody Lee is. Mm-hmm. Like, everything he does is so smooth and connects so, like, flush. He's a good pro wrestler. And that black hole slam was the sickest. Yeah, it should always be called the black hole slam as well. Screw Big Boss Man. He only did a sidewalk slam. He didn't do the extra revolution as well. Well, he did sometimes, but not... not he was He's no abyss. <laughs> he didn't do that. Well, he did, but... John Mox is here to be our representative of health and safety. Yes, uh, he wants us to talk to our grandmothers and mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll drive across the country. He's like, I'm going to throw some beers in the car. It's like, John, no. No, no he, he said liquor. Uh, no, I, I think his, his specific term was bottles. Yeah, that, that doesn't mean beers. It could be <laughs> bottles of anything. Liquor. He could be water. He could be saying hydrated. <laughs> it's just Gatorade. While driving from um, Vegas to Jacksonville, which is literally yeah. right across the country. Yeah, he's definitely going to be like, just swigging Jack, <laughs> driving across the country. Hope, hope Renee joins him and actually drives for him while he drinks. <laughs> and she has her like face blurred and her voice altered. I Wasn't there like a thing where like they were really mad about Mox appearing on their dumb talk show? Were they actually? I remember seeing something about that and then like someone pointing out the hypocrisy of having Brit and then doing that. But also, that was the last time I've heard literally anybody mention their dumbass talk show. Mm. So if you're backstage, literally Renee, it does not exist. please leave and be like the best and like actually make a shit ton of money on ESPN or something. She could take any job in the world. Like People would be bending over backwards to hire Renee Young. She's so great at her job. She is the best in the world at what she does. Who would have thunk that our AEW review would just turn into Renee Young being put over to the level I, she deserves. I think we should, because the the clip of um, Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles came across my Twitter feed the other week. I'm like, that show was so good. <laughs> oh, uh, I remember watching that as being like, AJ, no. My favorite, like, Daniel Bryan's delivery of the Earth is a sphere <laughs> is my favorite thing in the history of the world. <laughs> Oh, AJ. Uh, next week, MJF will be back. John Moxley faces Kazarian and the Sex Gods, the team of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, face Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega in a street fight. Plunder, baby. Matt Hardy's debut. Mox Kazarian's gonna be fucking sick. I think it'll be alright. Um, nah, I'm, I'm, it's because I just watched 2011 Kazarian. <laughs> Time travel. I, I literally thought it was 2011 Kazarian in the match. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's the year 2020. And Kazarian, while not bad, is certainly not great anymore. It feels like maybe they should do Scorpio in this match. Is is it going to be Scorp Mox? They, uh, well, actually, that would make more sense, wouldn't it? Because that, that, uh, should, it should be Scorp Mox. That's actually a pretty good fill-in. It might, it's funny, because that that's exactly what he did last time. Yeah, pretty much. But, but still. You, have to give him a really, you have to give him a really big match the week before D.O.N. Who do you have to beat? justify that. Jericho. You can have him beat, like, Sammy. Does that count? Is that a good win? It took me way too long to realize which Sammy you meant. I was like, Callahan? He's not there. <laughs> Zane. Yeah, well, maybe. Yes, which brought us to our main event, Lance Archer against Dustin Rhodes, which was, I thought, the first match... commercial break. The second, uh, everything after that third, last commercial break. Really great. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a match that you liked way more than me, so <laughs> go ahead. I, I thought the as I said I thought the first the, the, like they they worked through the first break he bled then they did another little and it's like all oh, right and then they got to the stuff and Lance Archer looked like a badass 
and Dustin fought for everything he's worth, and they finally clarified that they did in fact actually mean Code Red. They've just mixed up the Code Red and the Canadian Destroyer. Um, so the name of his Canadian Destroyer is not the Code Red. They just got the moves wrong. Um, mm. But yeah, I thought I thought I thought Lance Archer looked so good in this match. Do you not agree? I, I think he gave Dustin too much. It's Dustin Rhodes, though. It's like yeah, Dustin, but you've just Dustin's spent six nerd. weeks building Lance up as the strongest dude ever, and then he murdered Dustin for twenty-two minutes. I didn't like. As I said, I didn't like everything. This match should have been shorter. I won't deny that. But I thought I thought everything toward the end of this match was tremendous. Yeah, that's so killed. The last him. That's just ten minutes him. of the twenty-two minute match. Yeah, it's like a New Japan main event. Oh, <laughs> ready to brawl, son? <laughs> you can't deny it, though, can That you? being said, I take, <laughs> I take it all back because now I want Dustin vs. Onita. <laughs> there you go, big blood brawl. That would rule. Okay, yeah, I liked, I liked the end of it. I just thought it went on way too long. And Lance murdered him, and Cody didn't throw in the towel, and then Lance murdered him some more. <laughs> so the yeah. blood is literally. Cody kind of looks hands. like an asshole, man. <laughs> Cody's a jerk. He's no longer the one in true A. The, the, the lack of a crowd response has has gotten rid of the, like, the because he's always been kind of an asshole, but he gets these gigantic reactions. So you're mm. like, look at him, he's a great baby face. But it's like, without the giant reactions, there's just more asshole there. Maybe it's just to really put over the fact that John is the actual ace because he did cut a big, like, safety promo. Mm. I like. I think I like John more than Cody at the moment. Yeah, specifically, well, John's barely on these shows, so that's probably why. Yeah, but he's talking and that's what i like to that's what i like john to do yes so our finals will be lance archer against cody the most predictable final and the probably the right final realistically in the long run give me your winner right now uh as at the start of this tournament i would have been like cody absolutely has to win this tournament and now i'm i'm literally the exact opposite i'm lance archer has to absolutely win this tournament yeah do you think this is all going to lead to a cody heel turn because like he couldn't get it done in the world title feud he can't get it done to win the tnt title and then he finally snaps on dustin or something yeah that would work someone the thing is like i think if you do a big cody heel turn you have to pay it off with the title feud and you can't do that well you well because he's a heel you can as a baby face he can't break Uh, his word as a heel it makes sense that he breaks his word because you're supposed to not like him for it what if he like he turns heel and he just cuts some promo strap where he's like I never signed a contract saying that I can't actually compete for it it was all just on my word and on my loyalty and I don't have any of that anymore yeah that would work and that also gets you out of like oh they backed out on a stipulation you'll still have those people but those people will never be happy but the thing is, like, if he's a heel and he finds a way to back out of it, then yeah, that makes way more sense. You're right. Yes. So that's our final at Double or Nothing, Archer against Cody, which is the first match set for Double or Nothing. So all out to our prediction, long term. Uh, all all Cody. out to Mox Cody. That's all out two is September. That's not mm. long term. I mean, but you mean like, because is all out or is it Double or Nothing like the Mourinho show? I thought it was all out, but last time, like, they were like, a revolution is our mania show. I'm like, what? I don't think they, no, that's not true. They they were kind of saying that, that this is meant to be our big show. I think they mean, like, because they're doing the big four. So, I think they just mean it's a, the, like, a big show, but not the big show. Well, but, um, I think now, even if Double or Nothing was, yeah, Double or Nothing, I forgot the name for a second. Um, if Double or Nothing was planned to be the big show, now you pivot to make all out the big show. All it should be the big show mar- anyway. It's the the, it's the the freaking marquee one that started it all. That was all in. Well, you don't, <laughs> but they don't own that. 
I but think. um, <laughs> uh, they said they it's not a uh, not a priority to get the rights to it or the footage. Mm. It's the exact words that Cody said. Um, but yeah, I, I think you pivot if it wasn't planned to be the main one, and that's your main one because you'll be actually probably hopefully be able to have fans of that one. And it makes more sense. Yeah, and then me. I'm excited. I'm excited for All Out. I don't really care about Double or Nothing. Uh, an empty arena pay-per-view is like one of the very last things I want. If I'm perfect but it's honest. just like empty arena wrestling in general. It's just, it's not for me. I can't do it. Well, you're going to have to do it for another two months. Well, maybe not if you listen to the governor of Florida. Yes, there's a freaking America is reopening everything. Like, realistically, we're not going to get 10,000 seat buildings for a while. We shouldn't. <laughs> no. I think even, even he was like, no, nah, not like that many people, but like... A thousand. We open up the PC. Yeah, we open up QT Marshall fucking school. Some people then. What what would be the number that you'd be happy with without being like, Ugh. not now, but like in a month or two, thousand? It, it, like it depends on the size of the building because you'd have to distance them. So but. just full cell, <laughs> AEW in a full cell size. But what do you see? The problem with full sale is like you'd have to sell like every third seat or something to actually have properly distanced people. So it would be a third uh, the capacity of full sale. So you need a bit a bigger building than full sale distanced out with like a thousand people, with like whatever family groups come in together or whatever. Mm. And then like, do you have kids be allowed? It's a, it's such a weird. This is the thing that we've never had to deal with, like no, for like kind time. of event planning, like because like, then you'd be like, okay, we can have we're gonna have people. But it's two people every three seats, no children or old people allowed. Mm-hmm. So it's like ugh. very weird. But in theory, ch- children are unlikely to die of it. But they're just but they're more it. susceptible to actually getting it, though. Isn't yeah. isn't that the deal? And they'll carry it and spread it. Yeah, to their parents. <laughs> well, yes, that's the problem. That- People are like, "Why are you closing schools? The kids can't get it." It's like, say that to the teachers. <laughs> say say that to like all the parents that which are now like probably gonna start opening up going to work again and everyone else gets it and then boom second spike that's well that's the problem that's people all these people like open things back up it's like just go th- two three more weeks a month longer to actually reduce the uh, the infection rate and then don't have the second spike because the second spike will cause a great deal more damage than the first economically god damn it these Think- people are stupid <laughs> things are opening up here soon uh, we officially, well, we haven't officially done it yet. Our lockdown will extend probably another two weeks. Uh, it was meant to end on the 4th on Tuesday. So we'll probably mm. extend it another two weeks. And I think we're laying out the roadmap this week as well as to how we'll begin to open things back up after that. Every, um, for us, I believe, in other states, there's already starting to do some stuff where it's going to be like, from the two people restriction, it's going to go to five and uh, our ISO ends. It's not the most Aussie thing ever, just to like shorten everything. Our mm. ISO ends um, <laughs> on the 11th, and they haven't announced if they're going to extend it yet. Um, so yeah, and they won't for another while. But you, you yeah. guys have a ton fewer cases and deaths than we do, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah, well... It, it was... Like, some of our states have nothing, really. Because you're you're much more disparate, much more spread out, much less likely to spread. Like it, yeah. it, 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 it's the, the people are like, oh, that's where the five G bullshit came from. Because <laughs> people are like, oh, there's loads more deaths and cases in cities with five G. It's like no, cities there's with five G are bigger, <laughs> and there's more people there. You absolute clowns. Close, who are closer to each other. Yes. Like um, because like I think Western Australia is basically nothing. 
Like there's no there's like no one there. But like New South Wales was hit the hardest. We were number two and then like Queensland. <laughs> so it's like it's very weird. So that's why like all of our stuff is being taken on state by state basis, basically. There's like no national stuff put into place. Because I look, uh, your, your current uh, Australia's current official death number is ninety three. Ireland's is one thousand two hundred thirty two, mm. which is yeah, very much. But most most of ours are concentrated in Dublin. I think we probably helped that like when it was happening for us too. It was really like it wasn't winter. <laughs> yeah, it was like end of summer, still warm. So it wasn't like flu season. Whereas now we're about to en- enter flu season as it's getting cold. So. Like if we do have that second spike, the second spike could be worse than the first. Mm. And the, the the problem with Europe was there was a there was a major problem in Italy, and of course Italy's borders mm. are open, the European borders are open, so it spread throughout Europe pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what people came here for. They didn't want to hear about wrestling. They wanted yes. to hear about the current socio um, statuses of the infection within our countries. Which brings us to WWE. <laughs> Ah, speaking of infections, <laughs> uh, we uh, got him. Beth and Maro joined Tom Phillips on commentary, which is yeah. weird because you could tell they, they weren't in, they weren't they in were the same room. Yeah, they, they were on were recording Zoom. on Zoom. So like you could tell like Maro always began because they talked they talked over each other a little at the start. So Maro always started to be like, and the blah 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 is right, Tom. So he'd always feed to the next person as opposed to I assume they had a system where they queued each other up somehow. But yeah, it was weird to hear people do commentary remotely. And I, I will say, if you're going to do that, you should do it with two people, not three. <laughs> we should do all commentary with two, not three. But especially so when you're trying to do it remotely over the internet. I really wish they had a, like kept Byron on there as well, and they were just trying to do four people. That would be a nightmare, and I'm here for it. Which means... <laughs> Corey comes back for one night, and they do five people. We did have the return of Mauro quotes. Yay. Uh, he feels like he's going to reach higher heights, like another Scott in the video game Fortnite. Do you like Fortnite, Gary? You've been playing your Fortnites? Because what Travis Scott has a skin in Fortnite, doesn't he? He also uh, he released the song in an online Fortnite concert. <laughs> the world is the worst place. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard the song, so I can't even give you my thoughts on that yet. Oh dear. But yes, Isaiah Scott defeated El Hio del Fantasma in a perfectly fine match. I didn't care much for it. Nothing happening. Yeah, this is, it's some cool moves. Again, Fantasma did his cool dive. That's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which he didn't. He said the tope from the depths of hell. It's the arrow from the depths. I guess can you? Is it does De, uh, De, De, mm. Damien Priest? Does he have like ownership of arrows on this show? Don't get me started on arrows and Damien Priest. Arrows in the depths of hell. You're upset that he has a baton as a, instead of a it's bow. It's so right? stupid. What you want it's him to so shoot dumb. somebody with a bow? <laughs> I'm sure in history, at some point, there was an archer that had a close range weapon that you could just use. Okay, at what point did policemen's have goddamn arrows and they were just shooting them? Alright, that's stupid. This is stupid. Either drop the name or <laughs> pick a different weapon. Do some research. Ah. The Archer of Infamy. Why is he called the Archer of Infamy? And because he does the... He should shoot people with arrows. I've worked uh, I've worked myself into a shoot. That's what actually should happen. They should work All out right, a way Damian from Damien Priest at Sushi Onida. <laughs> <laughs> death match uh, exploding arrow death match <gasps> uh, someone give me money 
I will book all of this. Uh, Isaiah's got one. I was I thinking, though, that'd be a really cool tag move if they ever team up together. Mm-hmm. Damien does his... And then Ilhildo Fantasma just dives as he does it. What if he actually had a bow and a flaming arrow and he set Phantasma on fire as he did the dive? Oh. oh, no, that's not where I thought that was going. Listen, it would be much like, more impressive. I thought that was going to be like his WrestleMania entrance. <laughs> he he like actually has to shoot an arrow and hit like his name and light it on fire. Yeah. That like he does like the rocks thing, but he has like just an arrow. And what if he misses it? The pressure. It's like a Viking funeral. It's like the awkward moment in a Viking funeral when they miss. Valhalla. Yes. Assassin's Creed. Um, Dijakovic is mad at Johnny Gargano. He says that he's doubled Johnny's height, which I don't think is true. Well, Johnny's not that tall. It might be true. Yeah, but... Yes, but... But Dominic Dijakovic isn't ten foot. What if he's like... What if the overall, like, width and girth of Dominic Dijakovic is double Johnny Gargano? No, because, like, Dijakovic isn't that jacked either. Mm. Like, he's pretty big, but he's not, like, you know, Keith Lee. I'd I'd like the, the formal square footage... To be measured of Johnny Gargano and Dominic Dijakovic, so we know whether or There's not this no is true. There's no way he's double. <laughs> what are you doing? I dropped something. You big fool. Big fool. <laughs> <laughs> the NXT review is going great. During the break, ninjas tried to kidnap El Hijo del Fantasma, and Fantasma fought It's all a work. What? Like, what the hell is with NXT that people literally tried to invade the building this time to kidnap a wrestler? There was no security. A security like, band? This is Corona? such a weird story because, like, it's such a nonchalant part of the show, and DJ Z's been missing for, like, a month now. Who in NXT loves their whodunits this much that they're running two at the same time? They do so many of them. They really do so many. It's like they have like four stories that they tell at any given time. It's like when the NXT trope was the signing the contract. Mm. It's like the new NXT trope is kidnappings Kidnapping. and whodunits. <laughs> oh, Fantasma fought them off. Once again, you think it's a, it's, that's, this is a, it's a double work. swerve now. Yes, it's, it's a work. He's definitely the one behind it. Uh, or, can- as we said, split personality. I, I, I would like split personality a lot more. That would be more interesting. That would actually rule. Uh, can you pay that off, him wrestling himself? Uh, uh, well, you can put the mask on somebody else, I guess. But then you have to get someone with, like, his tats. You can work that out. You can give him somebody temporary tattoos or makeup. And find someone his size. Yeah, or have him start wearing a top. Hmm... That'll be very suspicious if out of nowhere he suddenly starts wearing a top. Listen, you gotta make it work. Would you put a, NXT is certainly known for retconning their stories. Well, yes. Candice LeRae defeated Casey Catanzaro. Casey is a tiny woman. Mm, I like this match though. Yeah, I thought the, the Candice looked great. Candice looked way more interesting as a heel than she's looked as a, a face in the, their entire run in NXT, which is baffling because mm-hmm. she's a tremendous baby face. Yep. Great curb stomp finish. Casey is so small, though. She's so tiny. It's so stupid that it's called the Wicked Stepsister, because, like, the whole thing yesterday was Mummy Eats first, <laughs> and now she's a sister. Mummy stomps first. Mummy stomps first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. That should be the name of the move. That's a way better name. Uh, I did Kagan enjoy Johnny. The best. 
was about to, I was about to say, I do enjoy Johnny as Candace's hype man. Yeah. He's he's very good. He's a nerd. He's the best nerd. Like, why is this man ever a baby? Well, he's a good babyface as a wrestler, but as a character, he's just like, he's a nerd. Well, just lead into being a nerd. Is, why is he ever perceived as cool? Because yes. he's not cool. He's, the he's a good babyface, and he's a good dumb nerd heel, but he's not cool. Yes. So, yeah, Candace won. Hopefully they do something with her. Who who she, who's the, What's this going to lead to? Who's she going to wrestle? She's going to beat uh, Charlotte, because Charlotte's a babyface. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. She's going to stomp Charlotte's head in and win the title. She's going to wicked stepsister Charlotte. She's <laughs> oblivion. No, she's going to mummy eats first Charlotte. It's a great move. Uh, Matt Riddle and Tim Thatcher did, what did they call this? The the the, the, the uh, newly bro, bros. There we go. The newly play bros. on the newly, newly oh, show. Yeah. Cool. This sucked. This was so bad. <laughs> Like this is this is the realization of my worst fears, like my worst fears of what Matt Riddle could become. This is it. I'd, okay, <laughs> I just don't even know. Thatcher, it's, yep, this is him now. Yep. Uh, Riddle wakes and his wife bakes <laughs> marijuanas. Drugs. Byron, Byron Saxton was way too involved in this. He was very enthusiastic. The only thing I thought of note that was like interesting and really had nothing to do with either anyone involved was um like when they did the like so like Matt Riddle's just like an overt pothead now like that's mm-hmm. his gimmick like imagine like the 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 perception of marijuana in America from it being like. Oh, we can't even reference anything on TV to now. We just have an overt pothead babyface. I just yeah. think it's very interesting to see how the times have changed and it being reflected on WWE TV. You know what's to, to get even more socio-political about it? That's what this is. What this show is this is what people come for. They come for our pol- political takes. They don't <laughs> care about the wrestling. Matt, like they're fine making like Matt Riddle uh, openly a pothead, but then mm. still just dance around Jake Atlas. Like, yeah, like, you're okay. like drugs, yay! A guy being gay, uh, can't go, go go near that. Well, Garrett, you see, drugs are a business. I see. If if you really want to get into it, <laughs> drugs are a business. It's so like the politics of WWE are very strange. Like, especially like, like their approach to anything LGBTQ is just weirdly non-existent. Especially for a company that's like very specifically like like corporate mm. social behavior, corporate social responsibility. Look at the charity work we like do. to the T. And then they weirdly dance around LGBTQ stuff. And it's like I think it's because they don't want people going into their history of the topic. Well, like, yes. If they have, if they have a positive example of it, that'll somehow like make people hyper focus on all the horrific stuff they've done over the years. Which maybe it would, but like then you've at least shown that you've progressed as a business. It's weird, but yes, this segment was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Um, ring calf explode. Uh, yes. Uh, well, fake. It's not fake ring calf against half of real ring calf. Mm. Threesomes. Which would actually be an interesting story if they played off the fact, <laughs> yes, threesomes, which actually particularly fits. Uh, if they played off the story that, like, you know, uh, Tim Thatcher used to be a part of Ring Camp, he used to I team think with they Walter. are going to acknowledge it. I hope so, because there's, there's a more interesting story, to, even though Walter's not there. And apparently the Finn Balor Walter stuff is just done. <laughs> They're not going to even do it when it 
comes back. They might, but they've moved on. I might. We'll see. I think it's got to be a you know a death triangle best friend scenario. Mm. They'll have feuds in the meantime, but they'll bring it back as soon as they can. I still think they should do an NXT Super Show as their return. With all the programs they were building but couldn't do. Yeah, you do your Walter Finn second from the top. You can do you your, your uh, cruiserweight. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, speaking of, what's been announced for next week? <laughs> next week, Adam Cole, they talked about how he will defend the NXT World Championship against Velveteen Dream. <laughs> I guess this is, he surely can't be winning now. Even like, if there was a chance he's winning. Not anymore, right? The match probably shouldn't even be happening. No, probably not, but it's done. Until things are completely... (laughs) On the up and up, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me really thinks that this match isn't going to happen next week. The dream is just going to be the the latest in a long string of people randomly attacked backstage and disappeared, like he did last time. (laughs) Or it'll be like, Adam Cole for some reason issues an open challenge and doesn't acknowledge any reason as to why <laughs> like sudden disappearance I, I thought like I saw them like put this hype thing up and I was just like the balls on them to fucking put this like hype up for next week not like even if like even if you were planning on doing it next week why would you advertise it even like just in case yeah well they're bothering true it's still happening. I just... Uh, shudder, shudder, shudder. That's wrestling for you. That's WWE lately for you. It's just the longest line of just like, what are you doing? Uh, we'll, we'll get to more of that later. Uh, Charlotte defeated Bia Yim in a solid enough match. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, wasn't, it was nothing special, but it was a good, enjoyable little TV match. I think Charlotte has been a, a fine addition to NXT. I think she's been one of the better empty arena wrestlers as well. Ooh. Like she, she had that with Kenneth. Yeah, she had that really good match with um, Pucci wrestle WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. There we go. She's off the show. I forget she exists. I she, haven't that, watched that, the match. <laughs> that match was a good match. I think I think Charlotte's been good, and uh, I'm looking forward to her against Io, which is next week. Imagine Charlotte versus Kenny. That, oh God, there would be a, that'd be a really good reckless match. Yeah, they they do some shit. It. They would beat the shit out of each other. Mm. Like it's funny, like because like. Like, if you were to think of, like, which, like, female wrestler would be the most believable in an intergender setting, mm-hmm. like, it'd probably be Charlotte. She she has that aura. She carries herself the right way. Like, I could, you could believe, like, her kicking, like, AJ Styles' ass. Mm. Like, Charlotte's good, man. Yeah, her against EO next week. That's going to be really, really good. That's probably my event. Oh, it's definitely my event. Especially For multiple reasons. given the circumstances. Uh, <sighs> Dexter Lumis squashed <sighs> Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne, that poor guy. Why is he still like? If there, there was rumors this week that basically Ooh. anybody that could get a release, uh, yeah. if they asked, they could get out. Dude, I know it's a tough time at the moment, but maybe still running. <laughs> It's because we had the release of Curse actually yesterday. Like Shane Thorne, what do you, like? There's nothing there for you anymore. Come on, go reform TMDK and go wrestle in New Japan. They need tag teams, man. And yeah. you're a good tag team, and you'll probably win those IWGP Heavyweight Tag Titles, and you'll get to wrestle Tanahashi and um, Ibushi. That's a pretty good career path. Better than losing be to really Dexter, cool Dexter Loomis on freaking NXT. TMDK versus Ibushi and Tanahashi. 
I would, I'd pay a dollar for that. They say the eyes are the window to the soul, but we know Loomis's eyes are covered by disturbing drapes. God damn it, Maro. <laughs> I did not miss him. <laughs> it's re- you know, it's really like, I have these moments where I'll be watching Ryzen and like old fights because they're uploading all of their old fights to YouTube. And I'll be like, wow, I'm really excited. Like, oh, it's Koji Horiguchi. I'm really excited to watch this fight with him in like Tenshin Nakazawa or something. And that's a cow, sorry. And then I'll click on it and I'll just hear, Kyoji Horiguchi! And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> Your heart will deflate. It's like PTSD. Uh, he's, just, he's not even a bad fight announcer. It's just, it's just he, the no, trauma he, of he, No, fuck you, first of all. He wasn't a bad fight announcer. Mm. Then he started doing the the Travis Scott in Fortnite. And he started doing that in fights. Now mm. he didn't used to do that. He did what the references to, to the old. He did the references to the old fighting stuff, which made sense because it was fighting. But he wouldn't be like ah, blah, 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 highest in the room. Yeah. So like Streets of Rage Four's out. How about that? Yeah, we should play it together. Wow, we will. Drake Maverick <laughs> defeated Tony Nese. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this match. The match is what the match was. I I, I think Drake is too big for an empty arena setting. I, that makes sense in front of an audience. It works. Though it feels a little uh, insincere in front of nobody. It's too. It's too, he needs to scale it back for nobody. Is what I'm saying. But other than that, uh, yeah, the match was what the match was. Drake won. But yeah, the post match promo. I don't um, even really want to get into that stuff yet. Because I just want to know, like, can we, let's just wait until he has his third match. Well, his third then... match is against Kushida. He's not winning it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but like, let's just wait until we know what's going on for reals. Like he's, uh, but like people are like BT sent that tweet today. It's like I'm not going it, which was a quote from this promo. People are like, yeah. oh, you know, I think people didn't watch NXT, so they didn't know that's a quote from this promo on the show. And a ref Mara was like the wolf. He's like the wolf of Austria. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not done. And it's just like he's losing. He's definitely losing to Kashida next week, like or whenever that match is. I don't think that match is next week, uh, but he's definitely losing to Kashida. So, mm. yeah. Well, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll bury this more when he eventually gets actually fired. Yeah, I, uh, I want to wait till the. Uh, yeah, I want to see the actual results before we talk about it. Because like, it's just going to be more of what we said last week. If you want the, if you want our thoughts, go listen to what we said last week. Yes, next week we have basically a mini takeover: Cole against Velveteen Dream for the NXT title, uh, Charlotte versus yeah, question mark Charlotte versus Io Shirai for the women's championship. Woo! An appearance from Karrion Cross. Finn Balor will address who attacked him. <laughs> Carry one on ass- my way, One would assume Cross is the one that attacked Finn, but will shall remain that remains to be seen. And Gargano will face Dominic Dijakovic. Good card for next week. Yeah, Gargano um, Dijakovic would be really good. Mm. And then we get to our main event, which was Keith Lee against Damian Priest, which was, I think, a great eight-minute match stretched to 14. Yeah, but at least it was a great eight-minute match stretched to 14, not stretched to 20. Ah, heavy shot at Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, this was the, the standard two big guys doing cool shit. Keith Lee press-slammed him over the apron onto the... Frickin- that kind of ruled. Yeah, over the railing onto the apron. That was great. Priest uh, hit the broken arrow. Is that his big dive over the post? That was his falcon arrow. His big dive with the post was more impressive. <laughs> mm. um, they did some cool moves back and forth. Mm-hmm. Then they did crappy finishes. It doesn't matter. And <laughs> Lee did the I Am Limitless thing, and that made me go, oh. 
Yeah. Like an, I made an audible <laughs> sound. <laughs> I'm... I'm have I turned on Keith Lee? Is this has this what is this what's no, happened? No, because we were never particularly high on Keith Lee. <laughs> but I don't know, like he was great in that Survivor Series match. Yeah, but, but like, yes, you should push booked, this match. He was booked the way he should be. Yeah, He's beating was, dudes. It's just annoying. I still really want Keith Lee Roman Reigns one day. That would be a very good match <laughs> if Roman ever comes back. That's true. If we ever have wrestling again, <laughs> Roman just just follow John. Just do the jump. Fuck it. Let's get real weird with it. Hmm. Imagine, imagine like John beats Parker all out, fucking yeah, and then some on bram bram, bram bram, bram bram, and the crowd goes like, what the fuck, and then ah, uh, that's that's wrestling, that's pro wrestling right there, god damn it. You really, you really want John? We we should have like we should have had Matt Hardy, you should have had Brody Lee, you should have had all these people in the rival soon. It's like no mm. crowds, it ruins it. <laughs> Oh the, yeah, we. If the revival debut on an empty arena, <laughs> you lose your mind. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I will oh, not be pleased. Uh, what is your match of the week? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh no, I do. It's uh, for me. Second. It's... Oh, go ahead. You're gonna pick Ward Logan, aren't you? Uh, nope. For me, it's best friends against Skip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. The War Dog. Mr. <laughs> Mayhem Wardlow. Two weeks in a row. Match of the week. It's an undefeated. Match of the week. <laughs> Fuck all the other matches I watched this week. <laughs> match of the week. Which show did you prefer? Hmm. Um, well. Uh-huh. I think NXT had some matches that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. As did AEW. Mm-hmm. But AEW had Wardlow. True. And that is... Oh, now I want Wardlow, Keith Lee. Sorry, uh, Wardlow. Yeah, Wardlow wins. <laughs> Wardlow, Wardlow didn't win last week, though. Why did he win last week? The Ward Show wins. You're a hypocrite, is what you're saying. The Or Show. Directly contradicting. Uh, I'm also AEW. Uh, on the whole, I think that show was better. <laughs> I'm also Wardlow. <laughs> yes, Wardlow. Well, I'm not picking solely based on the War Dog, who is good in very particular settings. <laughs> Mr. Mayhem. This is war. Our poll says 83% AEW, 17% NXT. If you would like to vote in that poll every week, you can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryKidney. You can follow Liam on Twitter at Larrikin. If you would like more elite footage, uh, footage, uh, footage. <laughs> want more elite footage. Footage Go without the footage, wrestling but with YouTube the audio. Um, and then you can see those weird all cast videos, which drive me insane. Uh, if you'd like more elite audio, you can listen to everything elite. If you'd like more uh, WWE television show coverage in your podcast feeds, you can listen to Shake Them Ropes. Thanks for watching. No, where I don't even know where I am. What medium Wait. am I in? <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, I'm just losing my mind. It's just sick of empty arena shows. I'm sick of them. I'm. It's not <laughs> wrestling. I'm like, gotta, they're I'm... fine. We have like uh, it is what it is. You can't like give out about the fact. Well, you can because it's a pandemic. But you know, it is what it is. They're empty arena shows. You can't do anything about it. I'm sick of them. I don't like it. It's not pro wrestling. It's not the pro wrestling I love. It's not the pro wrestling I like watching. But I'll watch it and try and give it the benefit of the doubt every week. But there's nothing I can do. What were you playing? Wardlow. You're going to get a hit for copyright. I'm going to have to take that out. <laughs> no, you're not. You have, we have Arthur in every episode. Listen, PBS won't sue us, but AEW will. This is war.
Uh, thanks for listening and bye-bye. <laughs> Whoa. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.